Hey y'all, I'm your host, Rita, and you're listening to The Backpacking Introvert, a podcast where I unpack the mind, connect with my love of nature, and write outside the lines. Thank you for tuning in today. Out of all the podcasts, you chose mine, and I'm glad you're here. On today's episode, I'll be talking about motherhood and self-worth. So for all y'all moms out there, listen up, because I got something to tell you. So many times we feel like as moms that we're not good enough, and we are constantly questioning ourselves as to, am I doing it right? Am I a good enough mom? Does this sound familiar? The thing is, we have so much societal pressure about how to be a mom or just a parent that we forget to stop and attune to our own needs and more importantly, to our child's needs because we're trying to figure out what new thing to do in order to be a good mom. As a single mom, I feel like I have been under scrutiny for many years. No, I take that back. I know that I have been. I feel like there's more scrutiny at least in my experience, uh, when, you know, you are a single mom or you're in a relationship and there's a difference. And sometimes I feel like I'm still suffering from that scrutiny. I feel like I was being put under a microscope as far as, you know, what kind of a mom to be when the reality is that no one knows how to be a perfect mom. The reality is we're all trying to figure it out. We are a good mom when we are attuned to what our child's needs are, or if you have more than one kid, what your children's needs are, and to what our own needs are. What is it that I need to be a good mom? What does my child need for me to be a good mom? I received a lot of pressure. And like I said, I feel like I still do. That scrutiny is there. But I think the way I view motherhood now in comparison to how I viewed it before or how I should be a mom rather has changed drastically because for so many years, I felt like I wasn't doing it right and I felt like I wasn't a good enough mom. I was over here always trying to figure it out and I had all this advice bombarded at me from every direction telling me you should do this and you should do that. This is what's best for your child, and that's what's best for your child. The thing is, nobody knows your child the way you do. And while all that advice may be great, and some of it can be good, a lot of it is very damaging and bad. I've learned to take advice on parenting like this. Just listen and filter out what I think serves me as a mom, and the rest I let go. I've also learned how to combat unsolicited advice or as my therapist calls unsolicited coaching. The unsolicited coaching I received or rather judgment or in criticism and all of that has often come from the most closest people around me, which can be so hurtful. What you really need is support for any decision you make with how you raise your child. I just remember a time where my son was going through some difficulties and I was having a hard time managing it on my own. 
I remember feeling so very alone. I just felt like I needed something more. I just felt like I could not do it on my own. I was looking for someone to rescue me at a very difficult time, if I'm being honest. I just felt like I could not do it by myself. I was looking for someone to just come swoop me up. There were a few people during that time that were compassionate and said, you're good enough. But it just wouldn't sink in that I was a good enough mom. I didn't believe it. It took me going through so much to finally believe it. And not only that, to be able to give myself grace. I think a lot of times we shame ourselves and we'll say, I shouldn't complain. I'm so blessed to have what I have. Yes, we can still be blessed, but at the same time, acknowledge our feelings of frustration, anger, or helplessness, helplessness even. And at the same time, give ourselves grace because let me tell you, no matter what your status, whether you're single, married, or whatever, being a mom is so freaking hard. And of course, if you're a mom, you already know this. I mean, you will pour your heart out into your child. I mean, your heart and soul. And there's moments where they break your heart. When you feel like you have nothing to give, somehow, some way, and sometimes even through tears and gut-wrenching emotions, you find a way to pull just a tiny bit of love out of you even more. Sometimes it comes out, and it doesn't matter if it's not in that moment that it comes out, but it, it does. It comes out, and you surprise yourself. You realize how you forgive and forgive and forgive for all those times that your heart is broken. The reality is that there's so much weight on your shoulders to being a mom. And there is for a dad too, but I'm not talking about dads. I'm talking about moms. There's so much weight on your shoulders to, you know, be this person, this everything for this small creature, because someone thought you were good enough to be a mom. I don't say this in any way to make anyone think because they're not a mom, that they're not a good person or good enough. So let me just put that out there because I don't want anyone to think that. That's not what I'm saying. Anyway, so there's this tiny precious being in your womb and you have the responsibility of taking care of it from the minute of conception. You have to take care of your body. You have to take care of who you are because you're already looking out for the future. Your mind shifts completely on the way you view the world and just things completely shift. Then the child comes out into this world and you are birthed a whole new person. I'm not talking about the child. I'm talking about yourself. When your child is born, you become born again. You too were birthed. A new version of you is birthed in the process. And every time you have another child, because you are not the same person that you were when you had the first child. And the way that you mother is going to be different than when you had the first child, because now you have more experience under your belt because you've already done it. This isn't your first rodeo. So now you're trekking this path, this journey of motherhood that has such depth and profundity. There's so much life in it, not just with the child, but with yourself. 
A lot of times, because we as women are inherently nurturers, we pour so much into our children, we often forget about ourselves. Then we end up losing our identity. There was this one time I had an argument with a friend of mine who kept telling me over and over and over, you know, you're a mom now. You, You can't think this way or do these things like if you're a single person. However, my argument was, but I am a single person. Just because I'm a mom doesn't stop me from being a mom. It doesn't stop me from having dreams, goals, aspirations, or for having desires. It doesn't stop me from being different facets of who I am. Because before I was a mom, I was a woman trying to figure out my way in life. And those ways of figuring out myself don't stop just because I'm a mom. I think on the contrary, they magnify. It becomes magnified your deep desires that you have in your heart. Maybe you put them on pause because you think, oh, I got to concentrate on this. So your priorities shift and they change. In that process, you know, sometimes your dreams become deferred. So you find your identity in just being a mom. I know women who do this. They find their sole identity in being just a mom. But that's wrong to negate who you are as a person, in my opinion. I say that because so many times that was pushed onto me. I know I was told by some family members, as soon as I became a mom, my life ended. And I was like, wow, really? I refuse to believe that narrative of my life ended because I became a mom. I understand I have responsibilities towards my children, but that doesn't mean that I can, can't go off on a girl's trip. Yes, it's more challenging to do, but that doesn't mean that I can't go on some hiking trip somewhere or basically enjoy my life. I'm still living. I still have breath. <sighs> it's just so hard. Yeah, it's challenging to just go off and do things. It's, it's different than a single person who doesn't have kids. I get that. But it doesn't mean that I can't do it. That was a narrative that was fed to me. And I believed it to a certain degree. Even though I was pushing back against it. This is where it puts into question your self-worth too. Because you're not feeding into yourself as a person or as an individual. So here we are doubting ourselves as moms because first of all, it's being perpetuated in our society of what a mom should look like. And then of course you hear it also probably from people closest to you. I was just having a conversation the other day with a friend of mine and I was telling her, you know, your journey as a mom is going to be different than my journey as a mom. Motherhood looks differently for me than it looks like for you. I'm a single mom. My motherhood journey is going to look different compared to someone to, to whom's, who is married. There's different dynamics. And let's go beyond dynamics. Let's talk about family origins. Talking about family origins, how were you raised? Were there any unhealthy cycles in those family origins? So how are you breaking those cycles that were unhealthy? Let's talk about that. If you're not breaking those cycles, how are you examining yourself to see what cycles are healthy and unhealthy? What core values do you want to transfer onto your children? Now, I'm not saying this is what you have to do. I don't want to be over here saying, preaching that you should do this. Basically, what I'm saying is, 
you need to examine yourself as a person, as a mom. And think about, you know, what is it that you want? What kind of relationship do you want with your children in the future? And what are you trying or doing to establish that now as maybe as a baby, if you have a baby or whatever stage of life your child happens to be, um, what are you doing to create a secure attachment with your child? Um, because when you formulate that good relationship, you know, typically you'd want to do it as, as a baby. You create those secure attachments. Um, it formulates good relationship for the future. But that doesn't mean that that secure t- attachment can't break off or it, it can even, you know, it can be created as babies, but it can break off. But you can reformulate it. And I think that sometimes happens even in everyday life when you have relationships where if you haven't, um, and if you have an open, good, healthy relationship, sometimes they can break off, but they can come back together relatively quickly. So I just depends on what it makes, you know, what it happened to, is it repairable? But anyway, I digress. So, you know, I did so many things for so many years that I kept hearing from the outside because I thought, well, I have to do it this way or that way because that means if I don't do it that way, I'm not a good mom because I don't know what I'm doing. Well, newsflash, <laughs> nobody knows what they're doing. They're just trying to figure it out along the way. I wish somebody would have told me that. I remember a conversation that I had with someone very close to me. She tells me that this like years later, and I'm just like in my head, I wish you would have told me that years ago when everybody was criticizing me as a mom, and then I wouldn't have felt so bad, and I would have just ignored all the noise, because that's what it is, noise. She told me, you know, my kids are grown, and I'm still trying to figure it out as a mom, and now I'm trying to figure myself out. I'm just like, oh my God, I wish you have told me that before. She was like, I don't have all the answers. Yeah, just because my kids are grown doesn't mean I have all the answers. That was so refreshing to hear. I needed to hear that even though it was so many years later. I needed to hear it. There was a bit of reparation there that I had with her, unbeknownst to her. But anyway, I needed to hear it because I had so many people telling me that how I was not a good mom. And if they weren't telling me directly, they were surely implying it. So anyway, and then there was points, you know, God forbid my kids were misbehaving because if my kids are misbehaving, then I'm not a good mom. I'm a bad mom. You know, then you get people telling me, you know, you're not doing it right. Look at your kids. Here I am hearing them tell me, oh, well, you need to spank your kids. So I'm asking myself, so I basically, what do I need to do is, is just beat my kids to a pulp so they can listen to me. I just remember I was spanked as a kid and remembering that I didn't want to be that mom who spanked because of the way I felt about spanking, you know, being on the receiving end. Then of course you become a parent and all that goes out the window. There's things that you say you're going to do or not do, and you end up doing them anyway. Years ago, I realized spanking wasn't effective. It creates a disconnection with children and they look at you 
or the parent in fear. Personally, I didn't want to cultivate a relationship with my children with fear. Many times you do these things and you make these mistakes and you think, just because I made that mistake, I'm not a good mom. But the thing is, we're always going to be making mistakes because we're not perfect. We're human. We're flawed. And it doesn't matter what stage of life that your children are in, you're going to make mistakes. I think what's most important is to remember to give yourself grace and to forgive yourself when you make those mistakes. And most importantly, to seek forgiveness and reconciliation and make reparations so that you can continuously have a solid, open, trusting, loving, secure relationship with your children. It's never going to look perfect, but it's going to work according to what works for you and your children. We live in a society of shaming and guilting and judging. And I don't know if that's ever going to stop. Maybe not. What I do know is is that you can control what's in your bubble and what you're willing to soak in and what will, what you're willing to let go of. So if you find yourself in a situation of feeling like I'm not a good enough mom, I challenge you to change the narrative. I challenge you to look at yourself and think, what am I doing right? Not what you're doing wrong, but what am I doing right? And what am I supposedly doing wrong? By whose standards? Is it by your standards or is it by somebody else's standards? Is it because Auntie Sue Ellen told you you were doing it wrong? Or in my case, I'm just making up names here. Tia Rosa said I'm doing it wrong. Or is it Tio, Abuelo, or Abuela says that you're doing it wrong? What makes the standard? Who makes the standard? By whose standards? Or is it because of something you saw on social media and you're like, oh, look at this mom. She's doing such a great job and she's just got it together. Oh, really? I challenge you to look at what you want for your child. What is it that you want for them? What is it that you want your, sorry, what is it that your child needs? I think once you have defined all of those things and you set up your child to be a whole rounded out individual, that is going to be the most important thing. Because at the end of the day, as moms, all we want for our child is to be loved, to be known, to be seen and heard. The, ple- the best place that they're going to be known, heard, loved and seen is by you. You want your child to be able to come to you when things are the most difficult. You don't want them to receive it from Kyle at school or Juan. And they say, well, Kyle or so-and-so said this, and so this is the truth. Apparently, Kyle knows everything. Or maybe you don't want their child to hear it from some other kid. You want them to come to you and give them the knowledge and educate them according to what your core beliefs are, whatever those are. I would hope that it would be loving, kind individuals that are caring and compassionate. Those are the things, at least, that I want for my children. I want them to be caring, kind, strong, independent, but not so independent they can't rely on others to ask for help. Anyway, this came up for me. And just know this message is just as much as for me as it is for for y'all. So for moms out there that may be doubting themselves or feeling like your self-worth lies solely in being a mom or you feel like you're not momming it right, 
I implore you to not fall into that false narrative of who you should be and rather just show up as who you are as a mom. I think that's so important. Show up as who you are as a mom. And I think that transcends everything. No matter what arena you're in, even as in work, wherever, just show up as who you are as yourself. Then when you hear all the noise, because you will get all the noise coming at you, and maybe you already have, and it will be so much noise, you won't know what to do with it, and it'll be overwhelming, and you just want everybody to shut up. Maybe you even just want to turn to them and tell them, just for one minute, just support what I'm doing. Just support me. I know I've been in that boat. So maybe in those moments you turn to them and you say, you know, I appreciate your concern. However, I'm doing it this way. Thank you. But if they continue, repeat like a broken record again. I appreciate the, vi- the advice you're trying to give me. However, I'm doing it this way. Thank you. If they insist on giving you this unsolicited freaking coaching, I tell you, put your foot down and say, I do not want your unsolicited coaching. I am little so-and-so's mom and I know my child. When I go home today, he goes home with me or she goes home with me. So I think I got it. Okay, I'm good. Thank you. Something to that extent. You don't have to say it like that. I mean, they don't have to be those words. You can make up your own words, but you get the gist. And you don't have to be rude about it. But I would say be firm. Because sometimes you do want to be just ugly about it. But, you know, you have to control those emotions. Because you can fly off the handle. I know there's times where I've just had to ring it in. (laughs) And just hold my breath and walk away and just internally seethe inside of me. (laughs) And I won't even lie. There was a time or two that I probably did snap back. Now, I'll admit it. Yes, I did. I snapped (laughs) because you get tired of all the crap. And I've told people straight out, I know you think I'm not a good mother. And blah, 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 blah. I just snapped. And and you just don't want to do that. You don't want to get to that point. I think now because of all the stuff that I've been through as a mom, and even me as an individual, because I have learned how to handle that unsolicited coaching, I'm so much better at it where I understand now when someone gives me those opinions or that unsolicited advice that it isn't about me. It's about them. And it doesn't necessarily have to be about their own parenting. It could be just, you know, them wanting to control a situation that they can't control. I mean, it could be a myriad of things that 
that it's about, you know, with them um, trying to fix somebody. And I'm sure we've all done that at some time or another, maybe not even with parenting, but in other situations. So I know because of the experiences that I've gone through with the unsolicited coaching and how it has affected me as a mom and my self-worth as a mom, that I try to be more cognizant on how I give advice and instead be more encouraging and more supportive when I hear a, a mom struggling because I understand and I can be empathetic to their situation. And it's really difficult when you have so many people coming at you, telling you how to do something and basing it upon their own experiences. And like I said, some of that can be good, but it has to be wanted. Do you want that advice? Are you seeking it? Now, if it's unsolicited, then that's a whole different story. But again, I want to implore that or challenge that you change the narrative of who you are as a mom. And I know it's hard and there's moments where you're going to be doubting yourself even through all of that. But I think, as I've said before, what's most important is the well-being of your child and most of all, your own well-being. I mean, it's so cliche, but it's true. You got to put the mask on yourself first before you can put it on your child. So, you know, your child is going to reflect your own self-worth too. So if you find yourself to be worthy, your child will also find themselves to be worthy. And that's so important. And anyway... I just had to bring up this topic for this week because it's something that's been popping up a lot lately around me and I just thought maybe somebody could hear it and take something away from it. So I encourage you. I support you. I hear you. I see you. You are known. You are heard. You are seen and you are loved. And you are worthy. You are worth it. You are a good mom because every day you get up and you do for your child. And you are trying to do the best for your child. Whatever that is for you. Thank you for tuning in today. And I hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as I've enjoyed speaking to you. Make sure that you're following my Instagram page to stay up to date for the next episode. That's all for today, and you are listening to The Backpacking Introvert. Until next time. <laughs>